The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi-oh, friends. Kevin Gautier here, gutting the sacred cow. It's time for a new episode, and Phil Ranta joins us again. Remember him? He did It's a Wonderful Life, and he's come back to take on, he's come back to take on It, Chapter 1. Wow, what timing for Halloween. I swear, I don't plan these things out. Terry Lotus sits in the co-host chair with me, and hey, don't forget, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us or just to say hi. Hey, let's cut right to it. Here's Phil Ranta doing It, Chapter 1. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah. I can't believe this is the same car. Well, let's not go sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Terry Loda, name that film. Jesus Christ, dude. This is a, this just, is a came two- out of nowhere, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to line up my screens here, and you're talking about dick sucking already. I'm just... <laughs> Buddy, I think that is a, a, a 2-0 fastball film to name. I really, really do. I know you've seen it. Not as many times as I have, I'm sure, but I know you've seen it. Uh, the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> At least you throw out something nonsensical that made me chuckle. <laughs> Phil Ranta is back. What's up, pal? How are you? Hey, ya? good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You remember Phil? He did It's a Wonderful Life successfully, I might add. What an overrated turd that film is. Yuck. Right? Our second, cr- our first Christmas film recently done, actually with Terry sitting in his co-host, that being A Christmas Vacation with Noodles from the Offspring. Hey, Phil, do you know what quote that movie is from? I do not. I can't believe this is the same car. Well, let's not go sucking each other's dicks quite yet. 1994's Pulp Fiction, fellas. Where Uh, the hell are you on that? I can't Uh, even think of where that would be in that movie. That is where they have finished quitting the car, and Quentin Tarantino says, I can't believe this is the same car, and Javier Keitel says, well, let's not go sucking each other's dicks quite yet. (laughs) Oh, see, I had had to put gumdrops in my ears because of all the N-bombs that were dropped during that scene, so got to keep this brain pure. Oh, stop it, Phil. That's your safe word, and you know it. All right, kids. <laughs> Phil has not chosen to do Pulp Ripley, but he has chosen, being it's Halloween time, the 2017 reboot, and I believe this is the first reboot I've allowed on this podcast. It's better than the Tim Curry version, I suspect. 2017, a budget of $37.5 million, 
a box office draw of 473 million bucks. Turn that into 2022 money. I did 43.3 million dollar budget, a 504.6 million dollar gross. Not bad money here, huh, fellas? It did well. Yeah. Somehow it did well. Well, I can explain why later. There's a lot of reasons why it did well. I know. But for being such a turd. Quotes. <laughs> You'll float too. And my favorite quotes, three of them. You're going to see a theme real fast. You want to spend a summer in the arcade? Yeah, better, better than inside your mother. <laughs> the second one, Derry started as a beaver trapping camp. Still is. Am I right, boys? Oh, jeez. Uh, I made that note on that one, too. Go blow your dad, you mullet-wearing asshole. <laughs> that kid is a kindred spirit of mine. Terry, yeah, all the same character, yeah. yeah. He made me laugh out loud a bunch in a horror film. Terry Loda, any quotes jumping out at you? Oh, yeah, there was one. I thought you were going to say it, but it was, uh, do, do you use the same bathroom as your mother? Then you probably have crabs. Crabs, yeah. <laughs> Phil Ranta, any else, any jump out at you that we did not use from Richie? <laughs> oh, gee, I was going to say, Richie's the only one. I, uh, I, uh, no, I think that those were the ones those, those covered. You know, I appreciate the comic relief in horror movies. So all of those made me laugh, too. I'll admit it. <laughs> Five fun facts. The kid actors were asked, who do they want to play them as adults in It Chapter 2? Finn Wolfhard, by the way, fantastic 70s porno name, cho <laughs> chose Bill Spader, and Sophia Lillis chose Jessica Chastain. I guess the black kid did not get his wish of LeBron James or a rerun from What's Happening. Mm. LeBron James would have been good. Wouldn't have been. I think what's I think rerun would have been a fantastic choice too. At least they could have, he could have break danced when the the clown was around to kind of you know Eddie Gordo from Tekken him fight him of off that way. We were out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Will Poulter, Hugo Weaving, and Ben Mendelsohn were three names that were approached before Bill Skarsgård to play Pennywise. Who's Will Poulter? Meet the Millers. I never saw it. Hugo Weaving, of course. Oh, from, yeah. You saw that. Yeah, I, I, did say, I it. say it so degradingly. You that shit's on TBS like every, yeah, every they show, that's three months. Syndicated a lot. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I never. I never. I have a avert. Is that Jennifer Aniston? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yes. See, I avoid Jennifer does a Aniston. Stripsies scene in that. Yeah, one. she doesn't get naked, like, so it doesn't count. Uh, I avoid Jennifer Aniston films like I avoid Matthew Perry films because they're all terrible. Uh, Hugo Weaving, as we know from The Matrix, and Ben Mendelsohn from Rogue One, and the biggest letdown book into movie I ever encountered, and that, of course, being Ready Player One. Number three. Chloe Grace Moritz was approached to play Beverly back in 2009 because this film sat in development hell that long, but obviously she had, could not be in the film because she had aged too much. I love Kick-Ass. It's a good film. The second one, not so much. The number four, not the novel featured many scenes that were cut out of the story, which of course I'm sure you may have uh, some sticking points with as our Amazon one-star reviews when adapted for the film because they couldn't simply show scenes involving children. For example, Patrick gives Henry a hand job. Patrick 
suffocates his infant brother, and Beverly isn't just tormented and perved on by her father, she's mercilessly beaten by him over and over again. Oh, by the way, after the kids beat Pennywise in the book and defeat him, Beverly takes off her clothes in the sewer and has sex with each and every one of her friends. It's a gangbang in a sewer. That's one film that Lisa Ann has not done yet. <laughs> Stephen King would be canceled for that these days, you know? Right? Without a doubt. People would be like, oh, burn this book. That was not banned. There was a lot of other books banned recently. This one not banned. Yeah. You know what was banned? Yeah. The Green Eggs and Ham. Yeah. Right. <laughs> not this... the gangbang clown book. Yeah. Of Finn. 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> In 2005, an interview with Conan O'Brien, Stephen King shared that his own creepy clown experience was with Ronald McDonald. King was on an airplane and Ronald McDonald sat next to him in full clown attire. You think, what if this plane crashes? I'm going to die next to a clown. Aren't we all? Is that what Ronald said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when this plane goes down. I mean, how late is this clown going to make it to his gig in time to be like a, at a kid's birthday in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, where he has to show up in full clown makeup and regalia? Like luggage? Nope. Brings out like a little clown car of luggage following <laughs> behind him or some shit like that. Right. Bring it in with you in your carry on. Change in the bathroom right before you're going to get out if it's that late. Why are you subjecting everyone to this? Who is this person? Can you imagine sitting next to him on a flight? You hear like a fart and Ronald McDonald looks over and has a slide whistle. Pew! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you sold me. I want to sit next to Ronald McDonald on a flight now. And now, friends, it's time for the audience to jump in the fun with Ask a Gutter. Old Reliable himself at Lord's Nerds, fuck, Mary kill. Pennywise, Joker, the DC version, or Ronald McDonald? Fuck, Mary uh, kill. I think uh, fuck Joker, because obviously. Um, right. Mary Ronald McDonald, because, you know, there's a lot of financial security there. And then, uh, yeah, kill Pennywise. Right. Fuck the Joker, because at least you get sloppy seconds from Harley Quinn. That's the... Right. Uh, and he would make you laugh. It would be fun. He's the funniest of the three. Of course he is. Until that squirting flower of acid somehow decides to do the little bukkake on you and you have burns. That's not That's fun. fair. But it's better than the Pennywise uh, mantis claws. So yeah. I'll take it. Or the uh, Ronald McDonald's diabetes. Ugh. Oof. The worst. And his singing, too. Holy shit. That's outlawed right. in the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Uh, at Newark Night, Brandon Oglesby, is Pennywise Stephen King's best villain, or is there a better one? Oh, geez. Um, the Ooh. leeches from Stand By Me. Uh, I would say those are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> those cocksuckers? <laughs> Zing. <laughs> yeah, he probably is his best villain, but like Stephen King, I don't consider to be like a villain heavy dude. You know, it's like, what, Cujo? Who are we picking here? Uh, like, you're missing an yeah. obvious answer, and that's the sisters in the Shawshank Redemption who raped Andy Dufresne in the showers repeatedly. You're right. That or is the, best the warden. Story. Or the warden. You can either yeah. flip a coin. Very Steve. evil. I, re yeah. I went, or I went the, deeper. Or the shit tunnel. Like, Stephen King loves his shit tunnels, you know? <laughs> Which could go for both it and for Shawshank Redemption. Sure. Oh, the imagery. <laughs> if And this follow-up question, does this movie rely too much on CGI? No, that wasn't one of the things that bothered me. I mean, there's, a, of course, a ton of CGI, mm -hmm. but I feel like that's uh, for all paranormal movies now. It's like cost doing business, which is not my favorite horror movies. The ones that gave me like bad nightmares, 
where Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity, like if I feel like I, well, I went into Blair Witch Project opening night knowing nothing going into it, so it freaked the hell right. out of me. But like those kind of movies where I feel immersed are like the, I feel like a lot of CGI ones are goofy. I was going to say the ones that really got me were the, early, the Nightmare on Elm Street and the first Halloween. Like those guys like really fuck with me. But Blair Witch, Terry, I think we saw Blair Witch opening night too. We walked in, we walked out, we go, oh, that was fucking crazy. Then you watch it again, you're like, ah, this sucked. Yeah, I never watched it <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, the initial suspense is gone when you watch it again. Right. So uh, what, I'll tell you the one you were talking about suspense, but uh, what was it? Is it uh, The Strangers? Where they just terrorize oh, Nicholas right, Kidman, yeah. Yeah, like that that one, that's the kind of stuff that'll get to me. Yeah, that like, messes with me. Yeah. Yeah. That creepy ass old country music. Like right. uh, just they hit all the buttons on that one. I spit on your grave, another one. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Next one. If Pennywise was trying to harvest you, what's the fear he could use that would one hundred percent work? And that's from they call this a movie. Oh, Jesus. Uh, lots. I, I have terrible anxiety problems. So, oh, being buried alive, but then never being able to die. Uh, that's one that I think about a lot. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't know how he would suck that out of me. It would be very, it wouldn't be cinematic. It would be boring to watch. Um, uh, being ill-prepared for something very important and having my loved ones disappointed at me. <laughs> I've got a lot of like Midwestern guilt ones. Like uh, not knowing my locker combination, being late to class. Oh, God, <laughs> that would get me. I would say sharks and being stuck in a subway where the doors don't open and it's on with people who listen to music, not using headphones and homeless oh, yeah. people shitting themselves and beating off at the same time. So New York subways. Yeah, that's like, what I, mean, I, I, I work yeah. here. Yeah, I work. There, totally. So that's, yeah. that's I, I mean, I, I would say mine would be outing me to my wife and kids. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Or being forced to live in Phil- or being forced to live in Philadelphia. That's a right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Living yeah. on streets in Kensington. Ooh, in Broad Street. Gross. Next one at Lord Snurts again. God, this guy is a murderer with questions. Did the people of Derry deserve Pennywise's reign of terror terror? This town seems full of pedophiles and assholes who don't care about missing children. Maybe they had it coming. Zing. Whoa. Uh, yeah, kind of, right? I mean, that that was something that was very noticeable out the movie is these people are like oddly shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of parallels to Stranger Things, which came out a year earlier. Of course, both were in development at the same time, so you can't blame it on that. Mm-hmm. But like mood-wise, there is the, that's the biggest change in the mood was everybody in this movie sucks. Like even the kids kind of suck. So, yeah, they, they kind of deserve it, but also deserve it as compared to other towns, maybe not in general, because like this clown sucks too. that's all sucks. Like the town of New Bedford and It's a Wonderful Life. Those people suck balls, too. Yeah. Pennywise. Yeah, totally. Those greedy pieces of shit. Yeah. If Pennywise is in that town. If everyone was yeah. that afraid when they thought their money was going to dry up at the old building. And when, loan, they, when, when they call loan. when they called their they called their markers in for the loans. The guy's like, I'm going out of business. Well, fuck you. You right. owe me my then money. Pennywise, the clown sucks. Yeah. You'll flow too. Ah, and then suck on their face. Now and that then, would if the, the mashup. Uh, like it should be a sequel to It's a Wonderful Life. Then I'd like both. You see him in the in the river right there, and his clown just appears in the water, the face, and sucks him in. And you see a bag with a dollar sign being sucked in the water too. Oh. Right. That's how George Bailey survives jumping off the bridge. <laughs> yeah. and he floats up with his eyes all clear. Oh. 
Guess who just, guess who, guys, patent pending, all right? Goatee, Loda, and Ranta are going to EP and make this a billion-dollar franchise. I think the copyright might have lapsed on uh, on uh, It's a Wonderful Life, too, so we just need to get Stephen King on board here. Next one, uh, or is actually and uh, at the, the Mikey Flash, he says, I recall the town residents' behavior was said to be a result of the presence of the creatures. It infected and poisoned their minds and souls. Oh, so this is what Ghostbusters 2 stole from, that piece of shit. Yeah, well, it's true, but also the fact that he only comes back every 27 years and people in this town seem to be long-term shitty. Like, I don't think the dad of Bev would just, like, shitty every 27 years he seems like yeah. a long reign of <clears throat> shitty so yeah. i'm not gonna let that excuse like that, that doesn't seem right to me if that was the case it would have been set in boston yeah <laughs> right, there we go <laughs> and otherwise all- never left <laughs> yeah. red hair pale you know and they're all wearing track suits and you can see mark Wahlberg and matt damon <laughs> and ben affleck coming up to him going how you smart you like those fucking apples <laughs> you flat tear yeah if you, if you didn't listen to our goodwill hunting episode where dave landau tactfully like a sniper picks apart that film it is podcast gold i'll have to and, go back to it because i also don't like that movie so it, it it's we i laughed so goddamn hard that episode i'm t- it was so much fun i get to shit on boston with a, with a, with a few friends for an hour and 15 sign me up <laughs> that's a win all right, kids. Now the man—he's champing at the bit. You see the—you see that passion exuding, not from that Ninja Turtles arcade game behind him, not from his clothes being hung on the elliptical machine behind him as well. Right from his eyes, he's dying to do it. So Terry Leto, let's welcome Phil Rancid to come on and gut the sacred, sacred cow. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start by gutting that intro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here, here's sometimes it's really, really hard to take a movie that should not be taken seriously that somehow won a lot of critical acclaim, and it makes you hate it even more. I feel like that's what it did for me. If I would have come into the movie being like, hey, it's a piece of shit, try to enjoy yourself because it's a piece of shit, maybe I would have enjoyed myself. The fact that everybody said this is going to be amazing, and then I went into the movie theater, really, really hard because it starts with the most famous scene that everybody knows from the original. It's the one where Georgie is chasing a little boat down the water, and then he goes to the sewer, and then there's Pennywise the Clown in the sewer, and immediately, first of all, great performance for Pennywise the Clown. I'm not going to gut that part of it, because that was fantastic. But immediately, this kid, this child, what, seven, eight years old maybe, uh, sees a clown with a, a, a paper boat inside of the sewer who talks like this. Hey, Georgie. And he's like, oh, funny clown. Within 10 seconds, you got the kid laughing. Immediately, I go, okay, we're in a world where nobody's afraid of anything, and therefore, I don't really see a shit ton of stakes here, right? (laughs) Like, these kids are all fucking fearless for the entire movie. Things that should be traumatizing, like, I'm in the fetal position. They're just like, all right, I can accept it. Like, at one point, even, like, the kid's like, hey, come down here. Come down in the thing. Come and get it. Hold it. And the Georgie, what, what does he do? He reaches his arm all the way in. Like, this is like the the stupidest eight-year-old ever or the bravest. I'm going to give it to stupidest. Then immediately you get, like, RoboCop-style goofy violence. I I had to interrupt for one second, Phil. I must say, you need to do VO work 
for any kind of Mr. Hurley impression. Mr. Furley impressions from Three's a Company, because that was Thank spot you. on. That's Mr. Furley. Yes. <laughs> or George again from It's a Wonderful Life. Right. There we go. <laughs> Same person. <laughs> You'll float too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this kid then reaches his arm in. This is supposed to be like the shocking, hey, welcome to R rated it moment. I get what they were trying to go for, but then goofy Tarantino blood comes out. Uh, kid, <laughs> like, I hate it when somebody gets their arm ripped off and their reaction is, and then they drag like (laughs) stupid kids can't act we all know it when you rely too much on kid actors hard to believe anything but that was particularly particularly bad then the movie proceeds to introduce your seven child protagonists (laughs) two-hour movie how can you get anyone to care about anyone when there's seven like this is the thing inglorious bastards did it right they were just like yeah, that's the bear Jew. He's got the baseball bat. And that one's that one. It's like they they went through it very quickly. They gave him one thing. They made him cool. This one, they tried to get you like really care about their stories. And they can't do it like Bill, first of all, main character of the movie, uh, spends all the movie just making sex eyes at Bev or crying about Georgie. That's his whole character. There's no line that's not doing one of those two things. We've got Stan. We don't learn anything about Stan except that he's like, I don't know about this, guys. Like the whole movie is just, I don't know about this, guys. That's that's his whole character. <laughs> Cut him. Um, Mike, uh, who gets the cattle gun from Old Country of uh, No Country from Old Men, and then his parents died in a fire. That's all you know about him too. He gets bullied. That's pretty much his entire character. Ben, uh, he's the husky kid who uh, sits in a library who learns a lot. That's pretty much his old character. He gets bullied, too. Uh, combine Mike and Ben's bullying, please. Henry, uh, splitting the difference between the two just doesn't work. Should have just gone after Mike the whole time. Uh, Richie, who's the uh, Wolfgang Rockhard guy. Uh, uh, Stranger Things 1 already blew up, so they probably shoved more lines at him. That's why he got so many great lines, I'm convinced, is like, rewrite, rewrite, Stranger Things is famous. Go, go, go. And they gave him everything. So that character, A+, plus because he just comes in and he makes a your mom joke. I'll take that all day long. Uh, Eddie, uh, sick kid. Mom was keeping him sick, six cents style. Uh, so his entire thing, much like that, I don't know if this is a good idea, guy. Stan, his whole thing is like, I don't know, guys. I'm feeling pretty sick. I don't know. Combine those two characters. It's the same character. Finally, Bev, the only interesting character in the entire thing. Why? Uh, abusive, creepy dad, uh, uh, picked on by the popular girls at school. Uh, could give her a ton of cool things to do. But instead, what they do is have the other six guys ogle at her the whole time, put her in a love triangle that's never pays off in any way. Uh, they don't really give her any moments of being a badass and attacking. Really, really underutilized character, which is a bummer. Of course, seven kids isn't enough. We also need to get Henry. <laughs> Henry the bully, who uh, is essentially a whole character is like, I eat murder! Uh, they don't really give him anything except later they're like, oh, his dad's a piece of shit. No shit! This is a person who tried to carve his name in the husky kid's belly for no reason except they're like, he's new! Do we know the dad's a piece of shit? The dad's just a cop who's trying to keep his asshole kid from doing bad shit. Is his dad a dick? I don't think he is. He shoots a gun at his feet. That's not great. Well, it's not great for the kids running out of the gun. I'd go, yeah, let's teach this little fucker a lesson. I mean, the kid was about to shoot a cat. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. With his friend holding the cat. I'm a marksman. I hate those friends so much. I'll, I'll skip ahead a little bit because here's the he was gonna William, he's gonna William tell that shit. He's gonna William tell it, and the friend was like, "Well, I don't want Henry to pick on me, so idiot." But this is the thing that bothers me most about the friends. At one point, one of the friends dies. 
he goes and follows into a sewer. Uh, again, one of the many times where something creepy happens in the movie and it's never paid off. Next time you see the bullies, there's just three of them now. Like they don't they don't go after them. There's no scene of like, oh, that person disappeared. There's no like them on the. It's just like, up, oh, we're down one. Like, who are these people in this town that just accept everything so well? And they don't, they clearly don't like Henry, but they don't care. They'll still like hold the cat and let him shoot at him. Like they're the, 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 the point of view of these bully characters is just like, I was cast in this movie as a henchman. And therefore that is my lot in life to constantly follow Henry and whatever he wants me to do. So all garbage, terrible. The first hour of this movie the first hour of this movie is a series of set pieces where kid walks into creepy area, uh, creepy areas, creepy, uh, something very scary happens. Chase, chase, chase. An adult is like, what's wrong? The kid turns around and the thing is gone. They do three of those in a row. And then what's the next scene after that? Fun summer romp. Run around. The kids don't acknowledge any. These are their best friends. Like if I was seeing my best friends, I'd be like, holy shit. I was in a library and there was like a creepy old face person. They ran (laughs) after me and it disappeared up a thing. I swear to fucking Christ, this app, you wouldn't believe it. And then it would open the door where they're like, well, guess what happened to me? It was an old (laughs) twisted face, uh, a slender man. And they chased me. They don't, they don't acknowledge any of the first movie or first half of the movie in the fun summer romp section in which all of the kids get to like get their first boners. They hang out with Bev. <laughs> they meet, uh, I'm forgetting the names. There's too many of them. They meet Mike and they save him from the bullies. They meet, uh, they meet, uh, Ben. They save him from the bullies. Again, two of the exact same character that they double beat over and over again throughout the entire movie. Uh, they actually give each other, um, parts of each other's personality from the book because they're that similar they had to give Mike something to do. So they give him the history thing, or they give Ben Mike's history thing. Cause they need more than the new kid leaving Mike, nothing to do. So they make him even worse, but they do all of those set pieces. Then finally, like an hour into a two hour movie, they finally go, Hey, wait, uh, there was creepy things that happened to me too. Creepy things happened to me too. Uh, they, this all comes out because Bev has a moment where, uh, her, uh, bathroom starts bleeding, uh, which, uh, there's a lot of symbology in there about possibly the dad being a horrible rapist, which to me is the real villain of the movie is Bev's dad, but they get rid of him quickly. So who cares? But Bev, Bev's, there's blood all over. Bev's dad comes in like, you're crazy, girl. I worry about you. Uh, wait, 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 wait. That, maybe that was just a metaphor for her first period because she had to go buy tampons at the drugstore. <laughs> there we go. That totally could be. But also, would that give Bev that kind of fear? You know, it's a clown that feeds on fear. Well, also, Bev's afraid of nothing, so there shouldn't have any horror thing at all, as they establish later. They got this horror thing. What happens after that scene? Fun cleanup montage. Oh, my favorite. They'll go, well, we can't leave this (laughs) blood that doesn't exist to adults anywhere, so we need to clean it up with rags that adults might own. Like, rules of the universe get really weird here. Yeah. So they all like start they became, cleaning it they, up. They became like the cleanup crew from John Wick 1 where he called him in there <laughs> right. and cleaned his house up. And gave him gold yeah, points were... at the end. <laughs> Why did they need to clean up this blood? They acknowledged already this doesn't exist. They were like, oh, this is in your mind. Clearly the thing doesn't happen. But we can't leave the bathroom like this. For what and for who? 
By the way, later in that movie, then, when other creepy things were happening, Bev is taking a bath in that very bathroom. I would never go in that bathroom again, which again leads me to the whole thing that nothing has stakes and nothing matters. And therefore, me as the audience is like, nothing really matters here. At that point, the live, the uh, the love uh, triangle is established between uh, Bill, the uh, stutterer, which they gave him a stutter for no reason except for one line where they're like, hey, did you notice when he said, let's go into that creepy place? He didn't stutter. And I'm like, we had to suffer through all of that stuttering. So you had that. There's other ways to establish that line, but it's just. Uh, uh, so Bill, uh, the better looking kid. And then Ben, the not great looking kid. But Bev flirts hard with both of them the entire movie. They flirt with her hardcore the entire movie. Love triangle never pays off. She ends up kissing Ben in order to release herself from a poem. Uh, that he wrote her earlier that she thought was from Bill, but it was actually from Ben, and the kiss was s- symbolic to the poem, and that's what keeps her from floating later in the movie. And then she realizes it's him, but then never acknowledges that that's a good thing again, and then ends up like kissing Bill later in the movie. Love Triangle doesn't pay off. Not only that, but they really leave Ben to be like, well, of course, he's the fat kid. Why would they give him a lot? Like, a kiss is good enough horrible treatment horrible treatment of that kid uh so one of the bullies no wait we already did that love triangle let's talk about pennywise the dancing clown for a little bit completely uneven powers which is one of my least favorite things that you can do for a villain all right so this is a clown that can appear in people's nightmares can make things that uh that adults can't see uh can appear back and forth on other sides of the room. At one point, they're actually watching a projector and he puts himself in the projector, then is able to pop out and attack him from the light source of the projector. Uh, when they go into the haunted house at the, the point that's right before like the third act starts, uh, how do they, how do they stop him when they are all like kind of separated themselves? He goes after them. Uh, one is falling through a floor. Another one is by closing a door on him which apparently Pennywise can't open doors or can't jump down to another floor. Uh, But that's when they realize the real power that they had. It's the power of togetherness, right? They said, oh, how were we able to to hurt him that time? I mean, earlier in the projector scene, a light source comes in, and that's ostensibly why they were able to make him go away. They went, no, wait a second. When we're together, he can't hurt us. One of my least favorite things to happen in any movie, which are the two biggest cop-outs, you saw it a lot more in the 80s, is the power of togetherness stopping a villain or the power of love. I got this. I got this. Ready? Yep. Apparently, they decided Stephen King, I guess this was obviously written before these, but they must have uh, you know, taken a chunk from these. Uh, Care Bears, who shine their positive lights and feelings yep. and band together. And let's not forget the cinematic classic from 19, I believe, 87. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, where they all banded together and stopped Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger, albeit with holy water this time, but nonetheless, the power of unity taking down the villain. So, At least in Guardians of the Galaxy, they had like the respect for us to tell a little story about how like they were of taking the the power of the stone and they were spreading it out amongst them. And that's right. how the togetherness did it. But like, don't give me that like, oh, magically. And, and there's a couple theories about this, right? One is that, uh, well, when they're all together, then they're less afraid. And therefore he has no fear to feed from. Some of the scariest shit that's ever happened in my life has been when I'm with my best friends. Right. Like <laughs> when you end up in that bad Vegas alley and you're all drunk, 
or you have too many drugs, you're with your friends. That's not when you're the fear goes away. Then you're just sharing more fear with each other. But suddenly they're able to like stick a sharp thing through his head. Uh, so then, of course, this leads to the final climax of the movie where they're like, all right, we all have to go in together. So we got to bring the crew back together out of nowhere. They all just like say, hey, I'm out. And then later they're like, yeah, well, we feel bad for Bill. Let's band back together. We miss no explanation, except they needed to have a rock bottom moment. They were clearly reading story by Robert McKee and said, we got to follow the formula. So then they all band back together go back into the creepy haunted house. This time the house isn't the creepy part. There's a well in the basement um, where they have to go down the well. Uh, All of them go down the well except for Mike. And then murderous bully who Pennywise convinced to murder his dad has now completely gone off the rails. And Mike's the last one to go in and murderous bully's like, I'm going to murder more because my whole character is I'm crazy. Uh, So him and Mike have a fight. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Because Mike was like, I'm going to get him with the gun. And then they can't. And then they end up pushing him down the well. And he falls down the well. And the kids just who just watched a person literally get murdered in front of him by Mike, who literally murdered a person, are like, are you okay? Yep. Yep. Well, throw down the <laughs> rope. No stakes to anything. Who are these freaking sociopathic kids where nothing matters? All right. So they go down the well. Um, they go down the well. They see everybody floating from town. Uh, this is explains the you'll float too. I think it would have been creepier if you float too was literally floating in all the gray water they kept referencing the entire time. Apparently that's not cinematic enough for them to be in shit water. I would have liked it more because it would have been more creepy. Instead, they decided to go with like the cinematic everybody floating around the thing. Fine, whatever. He sucked out their souls. That makes them float. Vecna did it in the last season of Stranger Things, so I guess we're fine there. And um, Shang Tsung did it in Mortal Kombat, so I see a, I see a pattern. Yep. That's a fatality. We'll take it. <laughs> so, yeah, then they find Bev. They have the kiss scene with Ben. They, he knows it's the poem, but then they're like, well, thank you for breaking this curse with a kiss. Again, the power of love and togetherness are able to put her soul back in her body, but very murky rules to the universe. But now they're all together. So when Pennywise the Clown comes in, he's weakened, I guess. Uh, so now instead of him being able to have supernatural powers of appearing, disappearing, popping out of things, uh, claw arms, socking people's souls out. Now he just has to like fist fight, I guess. And he kind of morphs while he's fist fighting. And then the kids are like, we're all together now. So they surround him and they hit him with pipes and stuff. And then Pennywise is like taking damage, but not quite enough damage. Horrible, horrible, like rules of the universe there. If I was Pennywise, like if your goal as a killer clown is I want to suck out all the fear of a town until I'm full, my belly's full, then I get to come back in 27 years. If somebody's just like, well, we're not afraid of you, what do you, what do, you do when you're at the chicken wing station at Old Country Buffet and it's gone? I guess I'll eat mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> or there's taquitos over there. Like, he has the power to appear and disappear. He's already got a lot of people in town. Go up and talk to more people than the TV. That's creepy. You have the power to do that. There's other fear out. Why are you fighting these kids? Because you want the like, ones you can't have, duh. But that's a terrible, like, yeah, I don't, the I sweetest. don't see him. Like, yeah. he's the kind of person who it seems like his only goal in the movie is feed, right? Like, he, I don't see him as being that petty. He's not petty, wise, the dancing clown. Look out. But <laughs> I, there's so much other fear out there. I mean, what about the mom who is literally so afraid for her kid all the time? He puts him on placebo pills and calls him sick. Like, she, she's full of fear. Suck her out. 
suck her soul out. But anyway, so he takes a bunch of damage. How does he get his final? Remember, they went into a house, into the basement. There was a well in the basement, went down the well. Where do they then uh, finally uh, knock off Pennywise at the end? Another well. well. Stephen King, enough with the well. Like, how many? You got There's a lot of double Wait, wait, wait. He went back to the well. Uh, He went back to uh, the well. The well, well. Which he was like, well, 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 it's time for the well. Uh, So there could have been a million cool ways to do it. There could have been a way they could have overloaded him with fear and have him explode. They could, there's so many cool things, but instead just another well, lazy, lazy, lazy. But this, I think it might be my least favorite part of the movie. They went, there was a, oh my God, we got him and he disintegrated. He won't be back for 27 years. Hey guys, let's all meet back here in 27 years and see what we can do. You you promise? Let's be blood brothers about 27. Like it's wet hot American summer ending without the whole like, oh, I've got something to do that morning. Uh, oh, before that too, they say, look, all the kids are floating down. The whole movie's been about finding Georgie. Right. He's uh, he's has to be one of those kids floating around there, right? Or maybe like. Not because that's 27 years. Maybe it was off cycle or something. So maybe he just died or they maybe when they cut off his arm, he wasn't good for harvesting. But they're like, <laughs> oh, they're floating down. I expected a Georgie moment. Georgie ghost, maybe. Maybe George's out of it, but at least like a nice loving moment that wasn't literally him killing ghost Georgie, which he does earlier. Yeah, right. But no, they were like, everyone's floating down. Well, See you later, kids. They don't. They never acknowledge the kids that float down. Really bothered me. Um, did proper the blood- burials, right? <laughs> or or like, well, just well, I guess they're already underground in well number one. So yeah. throw them down well number two, and yeah. let's not put the parents through that, right? We need so we need twenty five bags of lime, stat. Right, exactly. Who's making the salt? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then they all get they all get out of the well. They must climb up the rope. They they do the blood brother thing. Let's me back here in 27 years. And then uh, Bev and Bill have that one kiss where they completely forget about Ben, uh, who's the one that saved her life, who also had a crush on her. Uh, and then she's like, I'm skipping town. And Bill's like, I'm staying here. And with a bloodstained face, he's like, all right, see you in 27 years. Set up for the sequel. And then it's done. So all in all, to just to recap, uh, villain with superpowers who also seems to be easily defeated. Way too many kids where you really don't care about any of them but Bev because she's suffering such horrific trauma. Like, there's really ways to combine this into four kids that I think would have been stronger. Then again, I'm a better writer than Stephen King, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's also a bully who just wants to eat murder for breakfast every morning. Uh, give him a little something besides an abusive dad. Uh, in a town that probably deserves to be terrorized by a clown a little bit, but uh, does not absolve everybody in this every 27-year thing. And then an ending that's so cringy where it makes you feel like all you did was watch the first act of a better movie that's coming 27 late years later because it's all set up and no payoff. Uh, there I end my gutting of 2017 it wow that was a flurry of punches to the face body and and other areas i'll i'll this is a pg podcast that uh did not stop it was a hurricane like e honda's hundred hand slap 
I love it. Ha, 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 ha. You should have that game in the background. Uh, fantastic. Uh, fantastic arguments, Phil Ranta. Give me a number one to ten of your opinion of this film. Uh, you know what? I'll give it a three because I think that F- Finn Gang Wolfhard was funny. Um, but, uh, of course, this is supposed to be an epic takedown of a horror movie. As a horror movie, I give it a one. I actually laughed at how bad stuff was more than I like enjoyed the horror like the when when he the dancing clown danced it's kind of funny it's kind of a funny clown yeah he was doing like this weird like those like those the, the russians where they dance with their right. legs but he back does it forth. out to the side he's got yeah. a tense face like this yeah it's classically trained so right. you know he got, he's got to get back to his roots yeah you have to assume because they talk about like an explosion that happened in the early 1900s that you assume was pennywise but he's very period appropriate for the 1900s i was really hoping there'd be a scene that was like oh he was a clown that was like in a touring carnival that did it and then blew up with that like i feel like that could have given a little meat to that you know yeah he could have said i went to juilliard and i failed out and i said fuck this shit and became a carny clown that would have been Oh, if Baskets and, and it came together to make yes. one mega show. Yeah. Uh, Clune. Love it. Three from Phil. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Terry Loda, your honor, your honor. I mean, I, 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 I liked the original in the nineties when I was, uh, what ninth, <laughs> 10th grade, whatever the hell that was, um, at the time, right. It didn't have the gore that this did. Cause it was actually on like ABC or something. It was a TV as like, a made for TV yeah. movie. With yeah. Curry. So like they really, and, and maybe I like that one a little better because they didn't really, uh, push the child raping i guess maybe it was a little bit easier back then um but i i mean i enjoyed it i would say it, it was it wasn't scary it was more uncomfortable than anything like it was awkward while you're watching it it's like am i am i supposed to find a thrill in this or uh i, I don't really know what what i need to do but uh i mean i i would i would give it a six i mean like it would definitely it would definitely scare the the younger kids right it's it's obviously geared toward uh you know uh somebody's gonna sneak sneak the uh netflix on and watch it when they're not supposed to be watching it so a six from you yeah these notes brought to you by gutting the sacred cow.com where every single day you find other fun little facts about stuff we like to do out there don't forget gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com and of course, Gutting the Sacred Cow, you can find some sweet-ass merch, hats, mugs, T-shirts, bags, cell phone holders. Yeah, we make those too. I don't know how or what they do. 
It's uh, it's a it's a third world mining operation we have over here on the website, and I don't really put my nose to it. That way, I can have plausible deniability. Notes: Kids aren't making paper boats anymore. Let's just address that. Unless they're putting weed into it and then smoking it on TikTok, then it's very current of the times. Yeah, for all the things they updated, the whole because the original one was what 1958 or something in the book. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they update the paper boat? Right. There's like they could have made it a cool RC watercraft. Power wheels? No, not power wheels. Those, okay. those are too big. Uh, does Pennywise sound a little bit like Scooby Doo when he talks to Georgie? I was waiting for eh? yeah, almost. Or, that was too much of a Tim Allen. I should uh, I need to work oh, on that. Floaty, floaty too. <laughs> and I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it weren't for you scandalous whatever. This kid is fun- fundamentally disabled. If he thinks that talking to a clown is a good idea, let alone talking to a clown in a sewer. Ironically, guys who dress as clowns must live in the sewer because divorce forces them to do so. <laughs> Not that I was a fan of child death from the start, unless, of course, those kids are Amish, and that's a safe way out of that cult. Mm. But being a dad now, I don't like seeing kids getting killed in films. It's a little rougher for me, for me to see that. Excuse me while I go cleanse my palate by watching MILF Hunter porn to just wash this away. Taking a bolt gun to a sheep's head is the lamest gang initiation I've ever seen in dairy. What happened to knocking over liquor stores or breaking warehouse windows? The old-fashioned way of gang initiation. Richie, by far, is the star of this film, fellas. Who <laughs> we are not giving that man the due that he deserves. That guy deserves is a it. gem. Yeah, he's good. Why does every bad kid slash bully have a mullet in a film? Oh wait, because it's true in real life. Because that's the same kid your guidance counselor take one look and say, "Ah oh, hell, I've got nothing." Uh, toll booth collector, maybe. Right. Or if Derry wasn't in rural Maine, it would have been a blonde kid with a sweater draped over his shoulders, crisscross style as a bad kid. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you like them apples? Yeah, Billy Zapka style, or as people say, me. Let's call it as we see it. Who is taking a bully seriously that looks like Joey Ramone with an overbite? <laughs> if Chris Farley had a kid, it would be the kid who played Ben, hands down. Yeah. I've... <laughs> I'm not fully convinced that he did not leave a sperm bank sample somewhere and some woman stuck the tube in her hoo-ha and out came that kid because there are a lot of scary comparisons. See, to me, he looked like the kid in Billy Madison that Billy, like, holds his face oh, and goes, yeah, stay yeah, as long yeah, as yeah, yes. can. Yeah. <laughs> Complete, like, identical yeah. twin to that kid. Getting kid getting caught listening to New Kids on the Block is less embarrassing than getting caught by your parents dancing naked to New Kids on the Block. No one else got caught? No? Okay. I never got caught. Yeah, you suddenly just stuff, add, baby. Add, you just added yourself to this podcast. Welcome, Phil. <laughs> it's a safe space here. I've said this before, and I will say it again, and I should write a book about this. The summer of 1989, nay, the entire year of 1989, is the best year for films ever. I will give you examples. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Field of Dreams, Batman, Lethal Weapon 2, Major League, Back to the Future, Uncle Buck, Roadhouse, fight me now, I dare you. <laughs> the black kid could not hear that car screaming down the alley, he had to jump by the way last second. Really? That doesn't happen. I'm not that familiar with the cultural breakdown of Derry, Maine. Is it even a real town? I didn't Google. I'm not doing any more research than I have to. If it's even a real place, 
Does it need a synagogue that big for that such a small town? Or is Stanley's family saying, fuck it, this is our synagogue and no one else's? <laughs> That's a good point. I love Richie asking for a kiss from Honey Boo Boo's mom. That was hilarious. <laughs> if you never carved your name into a fat kid's belly, did you really graduate the seventh grade public school? For no reason, too. Yeah. He's a new kid. Carve him. <laughs> this reminds me of this scene in Billy Madison. Hey, this is Frank's shirt. He pulls up a shirt that says Frank's shirt. <laughs> he pulls up his shirt later in life. Like, this is so what the guy's name was. I forgot. What maniac parent or child labels the inside of their shoes? Oh, plot purposes. Okay, fine. <laughs> Terry was an only child, but my parents didn't write down Kevin in my shoes, just my underwear. Yeah, not not in a, a size 28 font, too. Like, you yeah, took up the whole inside of the fucking shoe. Good for the cameras. Who wrote that? Mr. Magoo? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Any actor who plays a kid toucher in a movie needs a thorough background check in real life because I'm afraid they're a little too method for my liking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And they, the, the only other role they will ever get is in a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> That's it. Five white kids in their tidy whities sounds like Terry Lotus Google search history. <laughs> How those boys were able to gawk at that ginger girl sunbathing without their eyes melting is a feat more impressive than Sully Sullenberger landing on the Hudson without a, a single casualty. <laughs> The hypochondriac rocking the calculator watch, which my brother had as well, that was always a perfect opportunity to break up a classroom by typing boobs and boobless on said calculator watch. And that was also the last time that prop comics were actually respected. <laughs> I was surprised they did not make the Jewish kid the hypochondriac. Way to avoid a stereotype, Stephen King. Very progressive movie. <laughs> I love to see her rebooted with it of all black kids because they would not be suffering all this fuckery like talking to voices coming out of sewers or your bathroom sink. Like, man, <laughs> fuck this shit. Right. You mentioned the cleaning montage. That is always a half point increase in my book for the scores. A shopping montage is a full point. <laughs> Those kid actors throw rocks just like you would expect kid actors to throw anything poorly and yet it hit every time yeah oh my god they're like greg maddox in 1996 with that control of theirs right they caught and, him and on the tonker like three solid times with those. Yeah. they were far away too yeah good for them the hyper future the hypochondriac wearing that sweet airwolf t-shirt i immediately googled to see if that thing was still available <laughs> it's all cute how they banded together to fight it, the or Pennywise the clown, or they could have just moved the fuck out of that town with common sense. The, Mike's dad said he's, or grandfather said it best. This town is cursed. Well, shit, good enough for me. Bye. Right. It's not like they all had great jobs or wonderful homes. Yeah, exactly. What is this town anchoring you to stay there for? For its melancholy affair of a, of a parade every year? No. <laughs> There's lots of fun cattle murder. <laughs> if you like to fiddle around with a cat with, with the with the gun from like you said from No Country for Old Men, this is the, <laughs> the spot for you. Uh, or, or I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Bill Skarsgård played a fantastic Pennywise. This one is a lot better than the Tim Curry version. I of course acknowledge that it was indeed a TV version, but 
I like this version better. None of you guys talked about this, and this shocked me. The pharmacist. He had a Fisher-Price plastic haircut. I love seeing that. That reminded me of seeing those nerds back in the, the serial killers back in the 85. And by the way, his daughter will grow up to be towny trash that ends up becoming the bowling alley bartender in Derry. Beverly smashed that toilet seat over its or Pennywise's head like Jeff Jarrett smashed guitars over Degeneration X's heads on Monday Night Raw in the 90s. <laughs> I haven't seen that many dead kids hanging since I was in Terry Lotus' basement. Am I right? <laughs> I, I like how the fat kid pulled the old sleeping beauty on Beverly. I'm just waiting for the other kids to yell, you didn't get her consent first. <laughs> Different time. <laughs> These kids did at least four Mortal Kombat fatalities to Pennywise, and he's still alive. What is going on here? I acknowledge. Uh, oh, that's one second here. Uh, ew! A blood pact in the middle of the AIDS pandemic. Even the hypochondriac participated. I was floored to go. No, that doesn't happen. I'm sorry. You just don't defeat a clown and go. You know what? The placebos my mother gives me. I'm done being afraid of having diseases. No, I'm not buying that. That being said, I like how they ended this film. I thought the ending, I thought everything was paced just nicely. Unlike chapter two, which really fucked things up. That one stunk if you saw it part two. Uh, this is the best horror film I've seen in a while. I'm not a horror film fan. Uh, I've seen some here and there. It follows. I, you could list them all. I could probably, I've maybe seen about two or three that have come out. I like the casting. I think the casting was fantastic. I agree with you, though, Phil. Way too many kids. There is there is not enough to go love enough to go around. Uh, Mike, the black kid, got nothing except for I can't shoot a sheep in the head. And then, oh, okay, I'll I'll throw, you know my friends will save me throwing a rock. The fat kid at Beverly Good, of course, Richie, my favorite. The the Jewish kid, nothing much as well. And I'm missing. Oh, the stutterer, eh. I mean, his brother obviously served the purpose, and I'm. Is that I think it? You also missed Stan. The I don't think this is a good idea, guys. Or yes. Is that the, or do we not do that? Yeah, yes. we got. That's it. Uh, this was the perfect amount of comic relief without getting cheesy, like some of the other horror films did, like the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels. Except for again, Part Three, Dream Warriors, badass. <laughs> I like this film. Uh, did I mention Richie's a comedy dynamo? I was. <laughs> Yeah, I think you did, yes. <laughs> I was devastated how badly the second one whiffed. But, and I agree with you, too. And, and you made a great point. The clown with the uneven powers, not enough consistency. He should be doing a lot more than that, than just popping out and yelling boo and scaring people. There should have been more murder than that, what happened. Georgie, great. And you're right. That kid, if, did you ever, I twisted my ankle and screamed louder and harder right. than Georgie, who lost half an arm. And he's crawling back like Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump. Jesus Christ. I'd be screaming bloody murder to the point where that lady with the cat on the porch would become running out with a broom going, shoo, shoo. <laughs> yeah, that scene in real life goes like this. The boat goes down the sewer. I look in the sewer. I see a clown. I fucking run. Right. That's the whole That's the whole scene. Right. Right. No kid would stay. Right. Again, Quint getting eaten by the shark in Jaws, that's what I expect when someone's going to lose a limb. Not just, not about a not about a, a five or six on the old one to ten. I still like this film. I will detract half a point from my score. I like it a lot. I think it passes the remote test. Again, the remote test, if you're watching at any point in the film, do you drop the remote? I do. I, I like this. I think it flows. I give this a seven out of ten. I like it. I acknowledge all the flaws that you said. I do like it. Critics, five-star reviews. 
It's like Pennywise as a being of its own, a blend of the Goonies and a Nightmare on Elm Street. Except the Goonies doesn't hold up. Doesn't yeah. didn't isn't there a quote from like Tarantino saying that uh, if you if, if take the frosting off the cake and it is basically uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, same concept. I'll buy that. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street was so fun. It was. Oh, and if a and, and a quick, but it is it's on the marquee in the in the right, movie too right. when they run past. Oh, so, is it? Little nod to it. Yeah. yeah. That was Nightmare on Elm Street five, uh, which which came out that year. What else did I have here? Uh, oh, the production, the performances, the visuals, the story, the horror, and everything else gels together into one of the best Stephen King movies ever made. That's a low bar because what's the other Stephen King film that's good? Misery. I'll wait. And Shawshank, obviously, but short story. You're not story. a stand by me, Stan? Eh. I haven't rewatched it since I was little, so I'm not going to nail myself to that cross. Yeah. Much better bullies. Yeah. yeah, Cujo is Cujo is okay. <laughs> Pet Cemetery stunk. Yeah. Stephen King always develops these coming of age characters really well, and I totally think that they hit the mark. The casting was perfect. I agree with that. Not just a, fa- a fairly faithful adaptation of the massive book with a handful of wise adjustments and edits made, but it's an artfully realized work that cares more about establishing characters than simply lining up a series of cheap scares. That's true. I, I did appreciate how they not resort to just jump cuts, you know, all, all that stuff. That was because you expect that in the, in the horror films. I would push back on developing characters, though. I think they all only right. developed one character, Bev. Right. I think other than that, most of them could be summed up in three words. Right. You know? Funny guy. Sick <laughs> Stutter. Sad. C cups on a boy. Oh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Critics. One star reviews. It wants to be a nostalgia driven romp and a genuine horror film, and it ends up doing a disservice to both sides. I like seeing Street Fighter being played in this game. I will admit that. Mm. The script, however, is the main issue, trying but largely failing to flesh out its peripheral characters and their respective, d- respective domestic lives. Yes, yeah, agreed. <laughs> yep. What we are left with feels like a collection of related spooky scenes with no overarching message other than a rather ham-fisted one about how friendship is great, oh. suffers from poor pacing and inconsistent tone and way too many editing issues. I disagree with that. I Editing issues. That yeah. seems like that one thing they did nail was the the look. It flowed. It yeah. flowed. Amazon five star reviews. This movie rocks. So thanks again and God bless and stay safe. By the way, this review was and wait, wait, this review was written six days ago, not in the middle of the pandemic. Wow, stay safe. Or from were they clowns. referring, were they just saying, hey, stay safe from clowns who offer you balloons and sewers? Right. Next one. Okay, scary movie. Five stars. <laughs> or okay, scary movie. Okay, scary no. movie. Yeah. Or they wanted to watch Scary Movie, the Keenan Irene Wayne's joint from 2000. Right, that was what was next. Okay, yeah. time for Scary Movie. <laughs> but Scary like Movie somebody too. Used- Somebody use Google Translate to post that uh, review. Right. <laughs> Alexa, okay, scary movie. <laughs> I'm speaking someone who is majoring in film. Stop. As a former film major myself, we don't need your fucking credentials before your review. Thank yeah. you. Same. Un- 
Unpause. It has a basic knowledge of the source material, TV adaptation, and respects Stephen King enough for his work, even though I can't say I'm much of a fan. I love this movie. So, Kev, uh, do you cite your Chili's experience before posting a Yelp review? (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, excuse me, someone worked on the grill and the fry station, the salad station, I must say. I must say, I know potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> a word to, of caution to the horror fans, I can name two scenes that genuinely made me jump and two that made me cringe. All the scenes with Beverly and her dad were pretty horrifying, but I guess not in a way horror film is supposed to be, so I don't really count those. All in all, I laughed way more than I was scared. So if you want a scary movie, then I suggest looking elsewhere. I agree. I did laugh at a lot of the parts I think were supposed to be scary. To say I love this movie is an understatement. While studying, it is my background noise or relaxing when it's my downtime. Definitely playing at multiple, definitely playing at my house multiple times a week. Signed, every asshole who puts up Halloween decorations in April. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Amazon one-star reviews. The clown and other characters are creepy enough and some of the effects are truly cool. Overall, the film craft is okay. But again, you really have to like seeing innocent children tortured and murdered. Do you really see them tortured and murdered? And that's not really. No, that one bully had a pretty bad one. Georgie, yeah. a little torture. Not really. They cut to black on the bully, though. They just showed him yeah. getting cornered, and that you don't see shit. You don't see that's him getting true. torn. They keep it pretty smooth, actually. That's It's not that. It feels like the R mostly comes from Wolfram Hardface. Just going to say that you know? from the language, yeah. yeah. In today's climate of public violence, it's amazing Hollywood hasn't taken a clue as to how such imagery affects society. We all agree the unstable should not have access to firearms, yet will fill their heads with disturbing ideas. Signed, Joe Namath. (laughs) I don't know what this is, but this not it. I hated this movie. It's wrong in every way. All of that cussing and sex language from the kids was not necessary. The clown was silly and not even scary. The actor, the characters were not good actors. They all spoke too fast, like the recording of their voices on high speed. The one playing Billy could not even stutter right. Half the time, he wasn't stuttering at all. <laughs> Signed, Stuttering John from the Howard Stern Show. He couldn't stutter right. What a weird thing to complain about. Yeah. I know stuttering. That's stuttering. <laughs> Listen, Adam it Sandler. It's exactly an Irish accent, you yeah. know? Adam Sandler and Billy Madison, when you said today, Junior, you didn't stutter properly either. Right. I'll give King's Speech an Oscar, but I give this no Oscars. Talk about a film that doesn't, no one gives a shit about rewatching the King's Speech. Oh, yeah. I think I should be able to have one of two things happen. Either get my money back or being able to slap a random clown in the face. Why don't you do both? (laughs) Or you can can punch the clown. (laughs) Don't like seeing children being eaten or killed. Did my mom write that review? Yeah, that's just saying. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a Midwestern mom review. Sign Mrs. Ranta. No. Did it have to have so much violence? <laughs> I never take people seriously who use the word cussing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Spe- Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you know what's coming up next up? Well, they said the H-E double hockey sticks. And right. you know, that's a no-no in our house. You can And you picture them cooking with a wooden spoon and a sign on the stove that says, bless this mess. Right. <laughs> 
the Terry big fork L- and spoon. <laughs> Terry Lota, did Phil Ranta gut the sacred cow? You know, I, I got to say, I mean, I, I, I had high hopes for this when I was starting to watch it. And, you know, unfortunately, I started to watch it on my work computer. And then all of a sudden there's little boys parading around in underwear. And uh, so that's oh, no. that's in my history here. Uh, not to mention, I, I wrote some jokes here with uh, on my work computer. So that's probably going to go get traced somewhere along the lines. But uh, I mean, it, it started out with, you know, uh, three of my favorite things, which is, uh, you know, childhood obesity, slut shaming and Jewish jokes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and your mom jokes. So I, I mean, uh, it doesn't get any better than that. No. So, um, you know, but it, I mean, it, it is, you know, it's, it's a scary tale of, you know, someone in heavy makeup preying on fears and abusing young children in the eighties. Gene Simmons. And, I mean, you know, it, it sounds very much like the plot line from my truth, the raping of two Corys. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Before you go on, I did, we, we taped the gremlins last week and I, and I, I, I did the line to go, Hey, it's good to see Corey Feldman with his anal virginity still intact. Oh, and, no. and everyone goes, and everyone goes, Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So is that a, is that a yes or no to his gutting? I, I I will agree to the gutting. I, I it wasn't it wasn't uh, it really it just didn't hold up for me. I mean I I did laugh a lot, which I was surprised. Right, I thought I was going to get a little bit disturbed by it. The only thing that really disturbed me was the, the the constant you know pedophilia and overtones that are there for which apparently are much worse in the book. I mean, like I guess Ben's really disappointed that the gangbang got cut out because he really got screwed at the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I I. I I picture him after getting the H carved in him to, to go like full Mark Wahlberg and do like Bev forever in his stomach, like uh fear. Yeah. But, well, excellent <laughs> reference. Yeah. Excellent reference. And uh, then, and then, and then pulling a Marky Mark from Boogie Nights going, I can fuck. I can fuck. Watch me. I can get hard <laughs> with, with Coke dick. <laughs> but, I, I mean, yeah, like the, the, dude, the, the ignorance of this town that they like, they slap, posters of missing kids over older missing yeah. kids like yeah we're not gonna get that one it's like you know like a, a dead cat or like an old cat poster like missing for a few days it's rained out like nope let's put the fresh kid up on the pole <laughs> like it, it was just uh it, just a little too uh gitchy i guess i could say but i'll agree on that gutting if you give me to lower my score any kind of points i'll give you credit for a gutting so that was good on you phil i still like i think it's hey. enjoyable uh the second one is an egregious piece of shit so i'm not going to even pretend to even let anyone entertain an argument on this set podcast <laughs> phil ranzo why don't you shout out what you're up to where we can find you all that good stuff oh my god i'm the chief operating officer we are verified it's a digital talent management agency and uh digital marketing agency wav.la if you want to check that out uh, or you can find me on all social platforms at Phil Ranta. That's P-H-I-L-R-A-N-T-A. But mostly I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. Those are my two. Why entertain the rest of them? I don't need to take pictures of myself. Screw you, Instagram. I'll gut you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kylie Jenner shoved it up your birth canal. How about that? <laughs> Terry Loto, where can we find you besides oh, deleting? You can find me. Uh, yeah. Delete I'll your work on, history. I'll- yeah, I'll be on LinkedIn after the keystroke monitor picks up what I did this past uh, afternoon. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's uh, no, no, um, you know, no public, uh, no publicity for me. Just 
sitting at home and getting away from the kids for a night. That's a spirit. <laughs> KevinGoatee.com for dates. I'll be in Nyack uh, last Friday in, in October Ooh. with the former co-host. I know your old stomping grounds with the old right. co-host Kevin Israel. We're doing a gig. He's uh, headlining. I'm featuring. Come see that. Of course, don't forget Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber every single week in the joke community room in the metaverse. So when you're done thumping one out to VR porn, come watch us give our NFL picks and fantasy football top plays. And make sure you're following this very podcast at GTSC Podcast on Twitter. And do not forget gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com if you want to say hello or want to do an advertising run with us. Phil, it's a pleasure seeing you again, sir. I enjoy having you. You're monster gutter. My God, I love the ferocity you come out with with these uh, attacks on these films. <laughs> Terry, oh, it's a pleasure. Well I prepared. hate lots well of other films, too. I, I, you, have an open <laughs> inv- you have an open invite, my friend. You got other ones? You know how to get a hold of me. Terry Loder, one of my long, dear friends. Always a pleasure seeing you. Thank you and, for the uh, invite. You know it. And everyone else, take care. We'll see you later. Aloha. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.